NBA draft news, Paolo Bencaro shocked a few people by going number one with the Orlando Magic. We're going to talk about him and his teammates getting drafted. More importantly, we got some other ACC guys who got the opportunity to hear their name called and others who were maybe some snubs. Let's talk about that on today's show, as well as some new baseball hires for FSU. On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, every single day, and I have a slew of co-hosts. Drizzy Drake comes on Fridays, Freestyle Friday at that. And, of course, we had to let the Drizzy draft happen. We had the NBA draft going down, and a couple of our ACC stars heard their names called by Adam Silver himself. So we're going to talk about that today, as well as some baseball news. And I'm really looking forward to the conversation because we have baseball expert really right here for us. Drizzy Drake, how are you feeling? Locked on Seminoles host. Uh, we're feeling good over here. FSU did make their big hire in Link Jarrett. My Marlins are playing really well as we speak. And uh, the Boston Celtics did not not raising up another banner uh shout out to uh Ochidoka, who i know is going home to his very lovely wife he's a very lucky man just he didn't lose out in the end so i'm just saying and i think that coach you know for your first year it's not a bad gig to go to the nba finals right like we're, we're not crying you know tears tears for him or jason tatum who has a whole offseason think about ways to try to channel his inner mamba to try and win next season because i'm pretty sure kobe told i texted him back to lose my number after 100 turnovers so <laughs> My God. Well, I think it's just very interesting before we even get to this NBA draft conversation. I just would love guys to really just be themselves, right? Like at the end of the day, I know you're trying to channel. I know you're like, have big bro who's helped you. Da, 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 da. Like that's good. And then we look at the NBA draft. There are so many guys that like my favorite player is LeBron James, right? And I'm just like, okay, that's cool. I'm not knocking none of that, but make sure when you get to this league, you're yourself because that's what people care about most, right? That's what, how you get your own identity. LeBron James was always LeBron. Of course, he tried to emulate, you know, the greats, but he ended up carving his own path as well as some other guys, right? So I think that's just a bit of, you know, advice, big sis advice if I'm going to give it. And speaking of big sis advice, Paolo Bencaro, he's going to need all the help as he navigates Ooh. these new NBA waters. First of all, can we talk about homie's outfit? Decked out in the all purple with the diamonds all around. It wasn't a fan favorite for me personally, but I would love to get your thoughts. Did you like it? Oh, see, like, I'm the kind of person that I was telling my girlfriend this last night when we were watching the draft. I'm like, if I had money like these kids have now after all these endorsements and contracts, I'm like, I would have probably the most bold outfits. I love what my man was rocking. Purple is low-key one of my favorite colors. Ooh, so, like, okay. I already was all about that. I'm like, the diamonds were a really nice touch. And I'm like, damn, he's killing it. I thought also uh, Chet Holgrim's uh, suit yes, was, was, really, was, was dope. That was a yeah. dope suit. Um, I forgot there was one more kid that had like the uh, the diamond like velvety uh, crushed uh, suit also as well. He I think he was like in the later round in the uh, yeah in the teens. Like he was pretty dope too. But I love Paulo Benjerry. I mean, he's got style. So I mean, just, I mean, his name's Paolo. He has to have style with a can name like that. Absolutely, Paolo Bencaro. And when I looked at his family, that name did not fit. But like, I rock with it. I rock with the whole thing. Like, I did not know his dad was missing some melanin, but that's all good. Like he looks just like his mama and that's great. I love that for them. Cause I think where he's going, he's going to need all the magic and help as he tries to match, match up with uh, Cole Anthony and company and try and make a good or decent run or have a half ass good season. I don't know if you've seen uh, this cars is a, 
they had like those cars.com or one of those things where they had these commercials where they're partnering with some of the Orlando magic teammates or like people. Mm -hmm. And so you had Cole Anthony driving the car with kids and it pretty much is like a get interview. You know, you've seen on like that late night show with James Gordon. And so he's he's getting interviewed by the kids and yeah. they're basically like, are you going to win more games this season? And we we're like, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe, maybe he'll have the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we're gonna, he was like, we're going to try. We're going to try our best. But, you know, having Paolo in the conversation certainly is going to help the matter. I think it was definitely an interesting pick because nobody ex- – well, a lot of people didn't expect. So if you were on Bet Online, I'm sure you want a lot of money for that number one draft pick. But at the end of the day, I mean, Paolo is a good get either way it goes. What's really funny is I think Paolo – me personally, he should have been the first overall pick. I think a lot of people had Jabari Smith because I think Jabari Smith is a great player in his own right. But I think Paolo for – Orlando needs a pick that's a safer pick and something that's you know has a very very high floor with the still had a very high ceiling. That's who Paolo Benchero is, especially with me personally. I think he's going to be replacing uh, Jonathan Isaac overall, actually in the rotation as being the building block for the team. Also, yeah. I don't know if you know his number is number five, yeah. and I'm pretty sure that was Mo Bamba's number for a little bit of time. So I don't know whether if he's still going to be there or not. So I think Paolo Benchero, you know, being with a Cole Anthony is going to be actually probably really be really fun to watch and also. Markel Fultz showed kind of like basically the flashes before being the reason why the process was supposed to be a big thing for Philadelphia. So I like the pick. I just hope he's ready to be in Orlando during the summer because you don't get the benefit of the of a beach breeze for how hot it gets in Orlando. My brother lives up there right now with his girlfriend. Yeah. That That's a different kind of hot. Yeah, and it's so good that you brought that up because, you know, when you look at his skill set, I think he is going to make an immediate impact. I think he has all of the basketball IQ, all the athleticism, right? And when you saw him at Duke, I think he didn't know how to be the man in the sense of he was trying to get into the brotherhood when at the end of the day he should have just taken over. And there were times where I thought he, you know, did too much, right? But Mm -hmm. in the games, like if you listen to J.J. Jackson on Locked on Blue Devils, he has one of some of the best analysis on Paolo and his percentages and all of those good things. So check that out. But, you know, the way Paolo was needed in big moments, sometimes he would deliver, then other times he would kind of – we would re- we would remember that he was 18 years old, right? We would look to Wendell Moore Jr. for final plays, and you're like, you know, as much as I love Wendell, who we're going to talk about here in a bit, he's not my guy when I'm looking to make final plays of games. I think that I was, was a Florida State game. Now, I would say it was specifically yeah. Florida State that Paolo Benchero, I think there was a was an APB out for him because he was nowhere to be found for that a majority of that game, and then Wendell Moore had, was bringing out the ball, and then we won that game where it's like, I don't know whether it was something that Coach K, you know, was instilling because, you know, Wendell being an older player or with Paolo being younger. It's like you want the ball in the hands of your best player. And Paolo was that guy. And for some reason, whether he ran from it or he just didn't take it for himself, that was sort of a knock in my personal opinion because it was not just a Florida State game. It was several games overall. And because when he turns it on, he's locked in. Paolo single-handedly did win some damn games. And, like, the kid is really damn good. But – I think that might be the one thing with um with Orlando that maybe he'll be able to like you know learn a little bit from players around him too because he's also there with Jalen Suggs who also probably needs to you know rebound a little bit from last year. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think his he has a great jumper. He has you know he can definitely have the ISO, all that good stuff. His three point shot is something that can certainly improve, especially when you look at just being around the league. You can need someone who's going to be able to 
have those circus shots that we were seeing from guys like the Warriors. But overall, health-wise, I just hope he can maintain the 82-game schedule, right? They're going to have to do figure out some load management or whatever it is, get him an IV pack. Because as we remember the start of the season, which it kind of like went away because it's Duke, like he was losing like seven pounds a game. Right. Uh, Disney's was- right. Disney's right. There. <laughs> Disney. Disney will hook him up. Like if he, he needs to get a contract with them or something like that. Like yeah. whatever gets the uh, the people that wear the outfits all day and those hot ass suits. He'll definitely be fine. <laughs> no doubt about that. So he was not the only Duke Blue Devil that got to take his talents to the next level. It was also Mark Williams who was drafted by the Hornets. You had Trevor Keels drafted by the Knicks, and then you also had Wendell Moore Jr. who was drafted. Let me remind myself here by the Mavericks. So he, the Charlotte native, is taking his talents down to Dallas. And I think, you know, not for nothing, four Duke players getting their names called is just a testament to who Coach K is and his legacy. And we saw the video, if you were watching the draft, of him talking about Paolo and all the impact and all that kind of thing. And I'm just sitting here saying, how? There was a question on Twitter, like, does this do more for Coach K's legacy or does it make you question how do you have four guys get their names called and you weren't able to win a national championship? You lost to a Carolina team in the final four, right, who all have guys returning. I mean, <laughs> it's tough. The thing is, I, I, it is tough because, like, I, I'm probably the not the lowest. I, I'm a little more critical of Coach K than anybody else that we have on here. Mm-hmm. I think it's more the fact that he, I mean, he went to the final four with them kind of shows that like you kind of not give him a pass but like, okay, I mean that you had a final four kind of roster overall going into it. And then you see UNC didn't have anyone drafted uh, yesterday, but a majority of them came back. So we'll yeah. kind of have to see next year where those, those players get drafted to see was that team, you know, up to snuff and actually was able to go to toe, toe, toe with them in the final four. And then, it's just with, I guess, the placements of some of these kids and a Wendell Moore. I think he got, I think the Mavericks did pick him, but then he got traded to Minnesota, mm-hmm. I think, overall. And then Trevor yes. Keels. Are you sure Trevor Keels is with the Knicks? Because they had like four or five trades last night. And I have yeah, no idea well, what the hell they were doing. But from what I see here on the official NBA.com list, he is with the Knicks. No, but that was second round. I know they were doing a lot of, they were getting busy in the first round with their trades, which was, it was really weird. Like poor Stephen A and uh, my boy Spike Lee. Yeah. They're having heart palpitations during that bad boy. Yeah, I got a friend of mine who's a diehard Knicks fan, and uh, I had a text him. I was like, "Are you okay?" He's like, "I'm just going through it." it just it, going I'm through. Just, I'm just used, used to it. But, Absolutely no. I think that overall, though, I do agree with your sentiments that you know, Coach K legacy's there. Four guys, and it'll be interesting to see. I, well, let me tell you right now, it ain't gonna be four guys getting their names called from Carolina. But I digress. You never know. Crazy, crazier things have happened. But while I'm here, if you want to get in on the odds and on the action in terms of who is going to be the 2023 NBA draft number one pick, if you think it's someone similar to Paolo here in the ACC, you should head to BetOnline.net with your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information find all the latest sports developments league reviews and news including this year's nhl playoffs and major league baseball bet online is your continued source for all the sports wagering information including live betting esports and scores BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check on all of your favorite sports head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action bet online is where the game starts baseball guy i don't know if you've seen freddie freddie freeman and his return to atlanta yeah all that stuff going down, you know, all, all the love he's receiving. So shout out to him because he, I mean, he is a basket case. He's almost giving me Jaden Ivey energy in terms of like boohoo crying. I will say that probably the Braves are probably my second most hated team in the history of all sports. Probably honestly first. 
but I will say I love Freddie Freeman. I think yeah. he exemplifies what a lot of you know kids or what should watch when like to learn how to play the game and everything else when it comes to like play discipline. I love that dude. And I watched that. I just watched that before this. I was like, damn, he's he's going through it right now. Like that's yeah. it's really hard. And like the the entire situation, how you feel about you know him in the front office. That's a story for a different day. I'm gonna with him personally, but um. It was just really, really cool to see that actually Atlanta kind of like return, um, welcomed them back with open arms because that man gave everything when they were bad, when they were good, and ultimately finally winning one after such a very long time. So good for Freddie. In a World Series at that, which is pretty incredible if I do say so myself. So let's transition back to NBA draft talk here. We know we had a couple of great ACC guys get their hear their names called during the evening. Adam Silver called a number 25 pick Blake Wesley to the Spurs out of Notre Dame. A surprise, it wasn't surprising that he got drafted because I think once you saw the flashes of him, you know, throughout his time, very brief time there at Notre Dame, I was like, okay, this guy's got it. He doesn't have the pieces around him. And I think it really just speaks to guys who are saying, listen, I'm not about to stick around and watch this be like mediocre. Like I'm all for guys just taking their chances and their shot. And I think he's going to a place that's probably perfect for him to basically sit yeah. down for a little bit. I mean, with the Spurs, I mean, with the Jonte Murray still there. I mean, as far as we know, because apparently right. he is in some trade rumors. He's yeah. going to be there also with Devin Vassell, who came on towards the end of last season, who basically is being probably the 3 and D shooter guy. Like, I mean, where else would you want to go, honestly, if you're a kid like him besides San Antonio Spurs? Maybe yeah. the Heat, who were two picks later, and we picked up some random Serbian who, hey, Nikola Djokic is great. Let's go with Nikola Jovic and see how that works. <laughs> I'm very, as right. I told you before, I'm a little solid to we missed out on Wendell more by one. Listen, one yeah. Listen, I, I don't blame you one bit. I think it's very interesting that his name is literally one letter different. But hey, crazier things have happened. But why not learn from a guy like Coach Pop? What I think Wesley's in a Blake Wesley's in a great position. And you know, have a coach like Coach Bray, who Mike Bray from Notre Dame kind of transitioned. Just have some guys who are really leaders who understand, you know, it's basketball, but there's things bigger than basketball. So why not have someone as young who's still learning the impression and very impressionable when it comes to that? You also saw Jake LaRavia who was probably the most surprising pick for me. Sorry, note, housekeeping note. Didn't mention A.J. Griffin from Duke. We didn't get to talk about my guy. Hawks, Atlanta Hawks are going to be in trouble. I mean, not in trouble. They're going to be trouble next season. Yeah, they're, if you, gonna they're yeah. probably going to be <laughs> the highest 3% shooting team in the league next year. I don't. Uh, I, I already saw kind of a glimpse of that when it was just Trey doing it, but now when they add A.J. Griffin, it's like, oh. God, I don't want to have do mercy. <laughs> the Eastern yeah. the Eastern Conference is going to be a force to be reckoned with. It's going to be kind of how the West was for the past, like for the past yeah. decade. Yeah, and I think it's just very interesting to me how so many teams now is like you live by the three, you die by the three. Like there's games where there's just not hitting for anybody, then you're good to go. And a lot of people were saying that AJ pretty much is just like a replacement Cam Reddish, like he's just Cam Reddish light. But I think he'll he'll do he'll do well for himself because the only thing I think the difference Cam Reddish had the ego of wanting to be in the game all times, be the starter, be the man. AJ's used to coming off the bench if he has to, and he's used to like I'm just happy to be here. Energy, so I think he'll be fine. You know, having to work his way to be in that starting five. And that's a talent itself, right there too. It's really hard to see. That's kind of what with FSU when you see we had I think three straight six man of the year award winners with Scotty Barnes and Patrick Williams being yeah being two of them along with Mofondu Kabengale. Like those are when you go to the league, you're gonna you're gonna have to wait your turn. That's yeah. just the simple matter of the fact of it because you're going from playing with a bunch of college kids to a bunch of grown ass men, and yeah. it's a lot to ask for a kid. And that's why we're seeing you know nowadays with like 
I think Tyler Hero is like a perfect example of that, where basically he was six man for Kentucky, mm-hmm. came to the Heat and kind of carved a nice role out there, became NBA six man of the year. Now he sort of you know wants to ask for that you know full time playing role, and then Pat Riley had to remind him that hey, you can play offense, shoot shoot the three great, but you also got to play defense. So that's I one of the things that I know AJ Griffin <laughs> kind of understands that, and that's something that's going to be really helpful for the, for the Hawks team. Yeah, no doubt about it. So back to Jake LaRavia going to Memphis. He was drafted by the Timberwolves and traded to Memphis. I think that Jake LaRavia is probably one of the most interesting picks out of all the guys that we had in the ACC looking to get to hear their names called, only because of the year that Wake Forest had, the person who was the most talked about was the ACC player of the year, Alondez Williams, who didn't hear his name called. And so I would love to just see some draft analysis and really do research in terms of what the decision-making was around that i mean he was a good he's just a dime a dozen he's kind of just like you know we've seen this before nothing impressive i mean he's just a. I mean he's a kid that you tip you take towards the end of the rounds like you know hey like he could be something like you're saying a diamond in the rough like people are sleeping on him i mean apparently some teams also thought that he was older than he was he was apparently he was listed on some recruiting that uh, scouting sites like 22 when actually he's only 20 mm. and then also I don't know if you know this, but the Grizzlies traded their 22nd and 29th pick as well as a second rounder next year for to move up to get LaRavia. Wow. So they valued him heavily. And I had LaRavia like in my own like personal like mock drafts, like yeah. my betting drafts as someone's going like in the late 20s and him mm. going around the 19 spot. That's it's not so much of a reach, but they kind of made, paid a lot to grab a kid that, you know, he has two, two years of college experience, so maybe he's a little more ready to, to provide and uh, actually improve the team now, yeah. but we'll see. Maybe he's like Marcus All, not light, but extra, you know? Who knows? No? Okay. That joke didn't land. It's okay. It's it, did not, it did not land. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I'm not um, always on it, and I'm fine with that, so... Another, main t- another names to mention that were not drafted, but certainly ones that, you know, were major players here in the ACC, Darren Sebron, who decided to stay, keep his name in the draft, but didn't find a home, you know, on draft night, but certainly will get picked up. To me, I think it's always bears a question of betting on yourself, but I'm so glad that Quavion Smith said, no, I'm, I'm going to keep being a college kid because I think he would have got his feelings hurt as well. Truth be told, like as much as hype as he was getting towards like the first initial conversations, I don't think he would have got his name called. Yeah, if Darren Seaborn wasn't gonna get picked, he wasn't gonna get picked either. And Darren yeah. Seaborn actually fun uh, update, he did get he did sign a contract with New Orleans Pelicans. He actually Great. will be going there. And I know for FSU, Malik Osborne signed a, a summer league contract with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And then Anthony Polite is also joining Devin Vassell over with San Antonio with a, a summer league contract too as well. Nice. And was there another John Butler Jr.? Is that did I get that wrong? Yeah, John Butler Jr., who actually I thought had the highest chance of being drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, but my only concern was that he was seven foot and I think 170 pounds. So uh, I think his frame was not there for yeah. to play the NBA, to be quite honest with you. Maybe another year with a college nutrition program would have helped out. But he, yeah. so far, there's no reports on him right now actually being signed by anybody. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised that might, maybe he uh, hooks up with uh, Balsa Karpovica over there in Serbia, maybe like goes overseas for a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. And then the only person from North Carolina who was not eligible to play college anymore, Brady Manick, signed a deal with the Charlotte Hornets for summer camp. Other guys that I need to check back on where they're probably going to make a summer camp or go to overseas, Buddy Beheim, Jimmy Beheim, Cole Swider, Kiva Luma, Isaiah Musius, Michael DeVoe out of Georgia Tech. 
Jericho Helms out of NC State. So those are those are guys who do my due deal, better due diligence. Uh, I got I got I got you. I got you. There I, we go. Michael Teammates. I got a two way contract with the Clippers. There Swider we go. Got a two way contract with the Lakers. Alonis yes. Williams with the Nets. Look at you. And Aluma is with Memphis. You better do it. You better do it. I give you the list and you get to work. And that's why this is the dream team here. Okay, period. So glad they have opportunities. You know, summer camp is definitely a place where you can make or break and make a name for yourself, get a two-way contract. Maybe you can get signed on a roster. A lot of things can happen for you. Or you can have a great, you know, solid career overseas, which a lot of people sleep on. But there's a lot of money to be made in certain, certain countries. That's for sure. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts stores to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the other person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer? Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use page today and their website. Go to rockauto.com right now. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Please visit rockauto.com. Drizzy Drake here in the building, locked on Seminoles podcast host. He and his crew always get down with the Knowles with some great content. So if you haven't checked that out yet, please do your due diligence. And if you have not yet subscribed to the YouTube channel here, locked on ACC, we have a good time over here in the comments section. So that's all I'm going to say. So I love to you know respond to comments. Sometimes my friends, my co-hosts respond to the comments as well. So you know, if you ever feel like you want to have a good, solid, healthy conversation, got to make sure you include that because some of y'all get crazy. Make sure you check us out there. You can follow us anywhere you listen to podcasts and on Twitter at LockedOnACC. So rounding out the show here talking about baseball, as Drizzy Drake mentioned at the top of the show, FSU has a new baseball coach by way of South Bend. So talk to us a little bit about that and how that came to be. So, for those of you that don't know, uh, FSU recently parted ways with Mark Martin Jr. And that was something that's sort of a shock to many because his father, Mike Martin, was the head coach for FSU, for, for FSU baseball for approximately 30 to 35 years. He basically was our Bobby Bowden minus winning, winning any championships. Because mm-hmm. FSU, unfortunately, has the most called World Series appearances without a national title. Wow. And we brought in a new athletic director, Michael Alford, who surprisingly decided to part ways with him a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And the one big name we always heard was Link Jarrett, primarily because Link Jarrett not only played at FSU under Mike Martin, he was roommates with Mike Martin Jr., the man he actually will be replacing. So, stop. Yep, wait, yep. wait, oh, yes, wait. Yes, yes. What? It is, uh, yep, yep. The drama is there. It is awesome. But Link Jarrett. So, did Mike Martin Jr. wish him well or no? No, probably not. Okay. Listen, you can you know, listen. <laughs> when you go to ACC Media Days, you can ask them yourself if you would like. I can also text yeah. them to all uh, Alfred. But overall, Link Jarrett is someone that was able to bring Notre Dame to basically the cut of winning a national title with, with excellent pitching, timely hitting. And that's something that FSU yeah. has had for the you know, past few years. Very, very damn good uh, pitching. The yeah. problem is you, they have had a lot, a lot to be desired when it comes to actually the bats. Getting on right. base was lacking at a premium. And Link Jarrett is someone that can come in and, re- and rectify that. And mm-hmm. also Link Jarrett is someone that um is very good on the recruiting trail. And one of his biggest recruits who actually did not sign was Mike Trout. And I think majority of y'all know, if you, even if you don't follow baseball, yeah. who Mike Trout is. So right. with Link Jarrett coming in, he's coming in for a seven-year contract, making around 900K in the first two seasons. Ooh. So... uh we back to the brain shop for this guy. And uh, <laughs> this is not only a sign for how Alfred is committed to FSU baseball, 
Yeah. You can do the same thing with soccer, with bringing over the coach of the year from the SEC in Tennessee. This is also a little bit of a warning shot to uh, the FSU football program, too, to, hey, if you don't get your stuff really? together, we are going to be dropping some bags to get someone in here that will do the job. Okay, don't – especially I really feel like if Mario Cristobal has a solid season with Miami and he's able to, you know, demolish or beat FSU, there are going to be some questions for Mike Norvell. But I need – that's neither here nor there. But just want, just want him to put it – be on warning. Oh, yeah, I think that's a uh, – it's it's a warning. So it's like, hey, listen, this is year three. You know, we all dealt with COVID, but um, I'm not afraid to uh, shake <laughs> it up a little bit. Yeah. He's also – you know, Michael Alford knows how to raise money. He was one of the fundraising um, executives to help finance the Death Star, a.k.a. the new Cowboy Stadium in Dallas, Texas. Ooh, he did the same thing in go. Oklahoma, too. So he knows how to bring in the money. Yeah. So, listen, if we make a change, well, he'll make a change. A change can a change gonna come. Sam Cookstyle. All right, there's that. And if you guys did not know, Tommy White, former NC State, you know, heavy hitter, has decided to take his house to uh, LSU. So shout out to Locked On SEC. I know stinker, but at the same time, best of luck to him. I'm yeah. shocked that he. I'm shocked that he left, but I, I get it. At the end of the day, do what you got to do. And it's NC State. Just kidding. All right, so we love here to have a conversation always about all of our schools around the conference. And more importantly, we have some really good coverage around the NBA draft that will continue, but more so getting ready for the season. It's about to be July, people. Football is going to be in full swing. They're going to get ready for camps. All of those, you know, strong conversations and predictions about what we've been pretty much alluding to for Atlantic and Coastal Divisions is going to be in the thick of it. So make sure you guys check that out. Jersey Drake, where can these people find you to talk about the Knowles and all the good things coming that way? You can follow me at Tally underscore underscore Drake. You can follow my co-host at MaxMovie17. You can follow the boomer of our podcast at FSU Knowles5. That is it with a zero and a five. That's David Wise. You stop talking about old people. Listen, I'm going to call him old till the day he dies. Which might be very soon because he's old. I'm joking. That's a joke. Lord Jesus. <laughs> but you can follow the podcast at Knowles Anonymous. basically where we engage with our fans, get themes for our shows. And we are 64 days away from football. So, hey, we're almost there. It's the, it's the middle of the summer, but let's get to it. Damn, I wish it was 69. That would have been a great end. I know, nice, right? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all come back on Monday. Kenton Gibbs is finally in the building to record an episode with us. So we'll have a good time there for Candace Cooper, Jersey Drake. Have a great weekend. Until next time.